0: Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, I formed you in the womb where I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, O Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I'm only a boy, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I will be with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God. I really appreciate having the, the young people here to help Uh, with the message today about what it means to uh, be one who shares what they know about God. Jesus told his disciples that unless they came as a child, they would never enter the kingdom of heaven. So there's, there's something about what a child can do that is essential to our being the people of God that we desire to be, to be in a relationship with God that we desire, we have got to be childlike. When God called Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a child. And Jeremiah told God, God, I'm just a child. Don't, don't be calling me to do anything. I, I don't speak very well. I'm not well educated. Um, I'm not very wise. I don't know the ways of the world. I'm not powerful or influential. And God said, don't tell me you're just a child. Listen to what I say to you. I'm going to put my word in your mouth. I'm giving you this relationship, this experience with me right now. And I'm going to tell you where to go. And I'm going to show you what to say. You see, the, the only thing that Jeremiah had is the same thing you have. And that is by virtue of your being in church today, there's something about you. That says you believe that you are a child of God. That you are watched over by the divine. That you're willing to believe that God is with you in this walk of life that you're going through. That by faith, that's what we call faith, this this willingness to believe that, that God is with you, that you belong somehow to God or to something bigger than yourself, whatever you want to call it in the world today, that you have faith, and this faith has led you to an encounter, an experience, something you have heard from God. And that's really what it means to be a person of faith. That's all Jeremiah had. He believed that he was a child of God and he believed that God was going to be with him and Jeremiah went out and became a prophet he had the same thing you have this week I bought a, a airline ticket to Kansas uh, I've never been to Kansas it's one of those you know states where there's more livestock than there are people I don't know um, But I'm going to Kansas because in Kansas there's a United Methodist Church that uh, has so many members in it that there's more members of that church than there are in the entire Kansas conference. Now if you can imagine a church in Virginia that has more members of that one church than all the other Methodist churches in the state, that'd be quite something. But over the last few decades, this church has held seminars or leadership institutes and churches have gone there to learn the program they use and how they became such a large and influential congregation in that state. Um, I'm going next week. I bought my ticket because this, in years past, they invite c- congregations to send a team of people to go and learn what they do there and come back. This year, uh, they are not doing that. They're only allowing one pastor and one person from each church to go to this conference in Kansas, of all places. I guess kind of cool it's in the middle of the state, a middle of the country, because people come from California and from Massachusetts to Kansas and have been for decades in this Methodist church of ours. Um, so Bill Clark and I are going to Kansas next uh, in a couple of weeks. To this conference. And the reason they're not inviting whole teams of churches is because they believe it's going to be a large representation from across the country. And the theme of the conference is to help leaders. Um, Navi- learn to navigate and lead our churches through the next steps in our denomination as we struggle and clarify the position of the church on LGBTQI plus people. Because, I don't know if you know by now, but our denomination has been really working on this. And so Bill and I are going to Kansas, of all places. Um, the reason I'm going to Kansas is because I don't consider myself an expert on LGBTQI people. Nor do I consider myself an expert on the geopolitical organization of the United Methodist Church with its jurisdictional, jurisdictional conferences and its general conferences and all the ways that decisions are made in a corporate body like the United Methodist I'm, I'm not an expert on that either. But I'm going so that I can come back like a child. You see, I'm going to come back here as one who has experienced and witnessed something so that I can then describe and share it with others. I don't know if you know this, but in in our culture, we tend to believe people uh, who can say, I was there. Uh, A couple years ago in Charlottesville, there was this August 12th um, weekend that just turned the city upside down. And since that day, there have been all kind of pundits and, and learned people who give commentary on what it means and what it was about, Right? And yet there are other people who say, but I was there. And something about us is we like to hear from people who were there. I want to go to this conference so I can see with my own eyes United Methodist pastors from all over the country who love our tradition and our church and want to do what we can to be faithful to God in the direction that God is leading us. I want to have that experience, I want to hear those words, I want to sing those hymns, I want to worship with those people. And I want to come back as a witness with some degree of confidence about what I heard and what I experienced in this large gathering, and I want to share it with you from my heart of experience. As as Jeremiah shared what God, I'm only a boy, I don't know all the things you need me to know, but I can tell you what I experienced. I can say I went there and I felt something and I am sincere about sharing with you my experience. So I'll gather with all these United Methodist leaders from across the country and I'll come back not as an expert or what Soren Kierkegaard called a genius. Kierkegaard was an was a early Christian philosopher, a very prolific writer. Uh, the Christian Discourse is his famous book, but he wrote this book called uh, The Present Age. And in it, he makes an analogy, a, 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 a distinction between a genius and an apostle. He says a genius is a gifted person with a great deal of knowledge that can come up and articulate the truth. It's amazing to be with geniuses right but there's not many of them see a genius is a rare thing he says but there are apostles everywhere an apostle is not somebody who comes up with the truth but instead somebody who experiences or hears something that is true and then repeats it to somebody else not unlike the children running out and seeing something and coming back in here and describing what they saw. And maybe you heard something of their experience. And Kierkegaard said that God's not looking for geniuses. God's not looking for you to be the expert on all things in this world. What God is looking for is apostles. People who by faith believe that they're a part of something bigger, that they are children of God and that they have opened themselves up to hear what God has to say and they are willing to repeat it. See, knowing God is a matter of faith, not intellect. It's a matter of opening yourself up to a truth, that comes to you and transforms you and you know is true and you're willing to tell somebody else. See, I believe that God is always calling faithful people, not just preachers. God is calling all of us all the time to be willing to share with others what we have experienced in our faith journey. Since the beginning, Jeremiah got in a lot of trouble when he went out as this young, snotty-nosed kid and started telling everybody what he had experienced about God because some of the things he said disrupted people. God was calling for the the church, the faithful ones, to to be a little more fluid, not be so rigid. And Jeremiah wasn't always welcome everywhere he went. God said, I'm going to send you And appoint you over nations and kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. So, part of being a person of faith is a person who's willing to go and maybe where you find things where people have become rigid and are not open to where God is going, that you might have to pry that up in order for it to move, to pluck up, to pull down, to destroy to overthrow, in order to build and to plant. Now we Methodists we're all about this. Uh, John Wesley started the Methodist movement. He was an Anglican priest. He was not welcome in the Church of England because everywhere he went he'd say, you know, we really ought to be doing that different. And they said, get out of here. <laughs> right? Because that's the way church people are. You know, that's the way the Hebrew people were with Jeremiah. Don't, don't, don't mess up. We got it just the way we want it. Now Wesley probably was a genius. But His genius was in this organizational skill that that after he was invited to not mess up the Church of England and the New World opened, he organized this incredible movement of Methodist people that spread across the country through circuit riders and, and conferences and discipline. And while he was seen by many as one who plucks up and pulls down and destroys he also built and he planted. And so sometimes if you're going to open yourself up to being a spiritual person, to being a person of faith, a person who will listen to God, a person who seeks a relationship with God and to be a part of what God is doing, then somebody, sometimes, God may call you to do some holy deconstruction. Now deconstruction... Appalachian Service Project, people know all about that. Before you can go fix a house, a lot of times you've got to pull down what's there in order to make it what it needs to be. So God calling you into this work of faith is oftentimes going to call you into deconstructive work in order that you can do holy construction to build and to plant and to grow. I'm going to Kansas Because I refuse to be a part of a church that is driven by anxiety about preserving itself the way it is. Why is it? I don't believe that's what God called Jeremiah to. I don't believe that's what called John Wesley to. I don't believe that's what God called me to. And I don't believe that's what God called you to. Not a life of anxiety about what it means to keep doing what we've been doing, but instead to do what God is doing in the world, which is always a new thing. Now, Americans, we're, we're, we're different, I think. We like to think of ourselves as you know, builders and planters and innovators and doers. We're the new world, right? Let the old world, let let Europe and Asia, you know, preserve all their ancient culture. But we're Americans, and we're always going to build something new. It may be that we as a culture in this country have come to a place where we ourselves have to be examining our institutions, examining the way we have become what we are, and be willing maybe to deconstruct a few things in order to build and to plan. To do and go, to do what God is doing, and to go where God is going. And I believe the only thing we need in order to be able to do that is what Jeremiah had. A faith. To listen. And to be a child. And not have to have all the answers and the whole plan laid out before us before we move. But merely to go believing that God's going to be with us. That God has put a word in our mouth. That God has put a faith in our heart. And it is a love and a grace that God has given us to share with the world. To tell God's word. To tell the story of Jesus. To talk about God's love and God's grace. Without fear. And not being driven by anxiety. But instead. To be driven by an experience of God's love in our lives. That we want to share not only with our children. But with this whole world. And like Jeremiah. Go ahead and acknowledge. yeah. I'm just a child, but I'm a child of God, and I'm willing to go what we did in second grade, show and tell what God has done in my life, believing that God has something to do in the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.